It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Royal Blue Podcast, where... As as it changes week by week, this is a this is going to be a positive version of the Royal Blue podcast because Everton have played away from home, so that means they've uh, they've probably won a game. They've won their eleventh away game of the season, uh, a one nil victory over West Ham United at the London Stadium on Sunday evening, thanks to Dominic Calvert Lewin's goal in the first half. Uh, I'm your host today, Adam Jones. Today, joined by Chris Beasley and Gav Buckland to discuss all. All of the goings on at the London Stadium and to preview Everton's next match, which again, thankfully, is going to be away from home against Aston Villa on a, on Thursday. But we'll start with the match at the London Stadium, Bees, and mm-hmm. it was it, it couldn't really have been more different from the Aston Villa game the week pre- previously, could it? You know, where where Everton were lacking so much fight and desire, and you know, any any sort of any sort of game plan almost against Aston Villa. Yeah. They had they had all of that against West Ham, didn't they? Yeah, um, Carlo had actually said before the game, hadn't he, that he had no um, sort of reservations that there would be uh, a, a great reaction from that. He felt that, you know, in the times of season when things had gone wrong, and, you know, there have been plenty, that they would inevitably um, respond with a much improved performance. And like you say, it, it was that, you know, it's... It, you know, traditionally a, a happy hunting ground for Everton. I think possibly Gav might know the answer to this. You know, the, the fixture they've, they've got the most um, points per game from, something like that in the, the Premier League is one of the... Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah, what well, one Everton traditionally do well in, but, you know, much different circumstances this season with, you know, um, West Ham United knocking on the door for the Champions League. OK, they've dropped off a little bit, as you would suspect the rest few weeks but you know still above Everton in the table and very challenging match and like I say um, Everton started brightly and you know it was obviously it was a very tough contest and then I thought West Ham certainly had their chances later on which I'm sure we'll, we'll come to but it, it was it was a controlled display and yeah they, they had a game plan the way they, 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 they set about it and uh, they they defended very well it's been said you know if only Everton could defend that heroically every week perhaps they'd be knocking on the door for the top four yeah, that, I think that that sums it up perfectly, doesn't it, Gav? I mean, you know, why can't why can't Everton just play like that when they're at home? You know, it, it, we keep putting putting in these uh, top notch performances away from home, especially in London as well. That's five out of six wins in London this season. That's unprecedented for Everton, really, isn't it? Well, five wins. This is the first time we've ever won five league games in London in the one season. Uh, the previous record was four. In 1986-87, when we won at Wimbledon, QPR, Chelsea and Arsenal. And that was an awful games as well. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, the, so there you go. Um, so, yeah, no, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say results are not necessarily performances. I think we need to make that clear, haven't we? Um, we have played well in spells, haven't we, some away games. But by and large, we've, um, you know, we've we dragged results out through our own resilience. Um, and, yeah, yeah, it was... I, I've said to a few people that was the t- that was the performance of a team 
that has had an enormous rollicking mm-hmm. during yeah. the week, isn't it? You know, when you just seen the start, yeah. you know, when you saw him getting into West Ham from the start and the work rate and the aim, the, you know, the work off the ball and the commitments, you just thought, you compare that to the, the Aston Villa game and what you think saying is here is they have had an enormous absolute rollicking off Ancelotti, who obviously wasn't happy, I think, uh, quite visibly after the Villa game anyway. I think that was a big difference uh, compared to previous. Um, and as we said, I think one pod ago or a couple of pods ago is, you know, you can get away with tactics away from home like you can't at home. And, uh, you know, we set up, what, three at the back? It's more like five. What was five, three, two when we were defending with yeah. bank of five, bank of three. Didn't sat deep, didn't let West Ham get behind us um, and made it very difficult for, for West Ham to make any progress. But Antonio being marked by three defenders, and um, and we got we got. I wouldn't say it was a lucky break because it was a really well worked goal, wasn't it? Um, really decent pass by Godfrey, betraying his uh, midfield instincts. By the way, to note <laughs> for uh, for future because it's something that we have. You know, he has played there, hasn't he? Um, and it was a good. Uh, it wasn't the best defender in the world, was it? I think it was Dawson, was it? He sort of appeared to be half pace, but it was a it was a. Good movements, good finish by Carver Lewin, and uh, totally deserved win. Um, pity, as you say, quite rightly, we can't show the same level of commitment at Goodison. Well, I mean, sticking with you, Gav. You know, talking about that goal. You know, we we spoke on previous pods about you know the things that Dominic Carver Lewin needs to add to yeah. his game, you know, goals in different sorts of manners, and that was a goal that we haven't really seen from Dominic Carver Lewin in a long while, was it? No, no. Um, it, it was not a, a typical Carver-Lewin goal. It was it was received the ball. Uh, it, was, it was outside the area when he received it, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. And it was... It, it, outside, yeah. yeah. He made, you know what? We, we, although he didn't have to do much with the ball, we said, at, you know, I think when we spoke with Phil on, on, on Saturday and said previously about him making things happen. And he made that goal happen with his movement, didn't he? You know, finding the right space on the pitch and making the right the right move at the right time. So, although it, it, it was about the finish, it was also about the movement. Um, there have been times this season where balls have fallen like that to him, and he's had a bit of time to think about it. And it's uh, you know, it's not gone right. Uh, sometimes just miscontrolled it and stuff. But that was all. Uh, that that was great, great, great movement, a great finish, great ball as well by Godfrey. Um, yeah, I, but you are right. That's the type of thing you need to do. If you, because when Godfrey's got the ball, you don't think there's a goal on here, do you? Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah, fair play, fair play to Cavalier and of course had a good game. Uh, mm. To be fair, it's a great ball for Coleman in the second half as well, mm. which was sadly wasted. Yeah. Carlo Ancelotti was full of praise for Calvert Lewin after the final whistle as well. Bees, he was saying mm-hmm. his, his goal was the sign of a uh, of a top striker. He's got 16, I think, Premier League goals, is it yeah. now this season? All, yeah. from, all from open play as well, which I think is. You know, I think only Harry Kane's got more goals from open play in the Premier League this season with 17. So, you know, it's, it's really impressive numbers from him, isn't it? And I think the, the most interesting thing for me is he's had chances. He, he could have had over 20 goals this season if he'd have took all of his chances, couldn't he, quite easily? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you say that because like, we're talking about what his strengths are and what, <clears throat> what he needs to to improve on and work on. Yeah, that was one of the, the aspects about that goal because I almost think... When he is through on goal, one-on-one or whatever, just a keeper to beat, that's sometimes not when he's is his strongest. He perhaps doesn't work the angle or have the composure to make that finish. So for him to score that kind of goal, 
was encouraging. We know just how dominant he can be in the air and attacking crosses, things like that. He's done that many a time. And although we you know he's, he's come on leaps and bounds the last year or so in terms of his goal impact, um, output, um, yeah, if he is going to become you know, a, a real top striker who has got that reputation of doing it year in, year out. Yeah, it, it, it's sort of scoring those kind of goals that you want to have him to, to have that sort of thing in, in his locker where he, he can score those different types of goals. And obviously it's been said about the, the first touch finishes and the, he's trying to emulate Inzaghi the way Ancelotti's been coaching him as well as the work he's been doing with Duncan Ferguson. Yeah, um, I, I think so. If, he, if he's able to sort of, all strikers are going to miss chances, aren't they? But um, yeah, if he's going to make himself that more all-rounded um, sort of complete striker, yeah, you want to see him scoring more goals like that. And you know, he could be breaking the you know the twenty-goal uh, barrier in in terms of just like Premier League strikes rather than just all, all comps. But yeah, it's, it's been it's been a marvelous return from him. Mm. And then sticking with UBs, I mean, going mm-hmm. back to the point that Gav made there as well, Calvert Lewin could have easily. Got himself an assist as well yesterday. You know, fantastic pass to Coleman in the second half. I think it was his little chip ball over to Josh King as well to the back post, which uh, King really should have done a little bit better with. But that's that's the kind of thing that Calvert Lewin can add to his game as well, isn't it? Yes, uh, bringing out um, others. I mean, that's it's it's great when um, Seamus is still able <clears throat> to do that because obviously it, it's been a question mark now for a few years. He had that horrible double leg break. Everyone remembers his first game back against. Um, Leicester City, I think he was playing on the adrenaline, wasn't he? Last, the, the last minute there and he goes on that crazy lung-busting run, almost, I think, maybe to show to himself as much as a supporter as he, he could still do it. You know, James, you know, in, in his autumn years, now he's totally revolutionised full-black player, Everton. Um, magnificent servant, Carlo, still thinks he's got plenty of um, years to go. You know, he's been used to pl- defenders who've played on to 40 in Serie A. I'm not sure... We can do that over here, but you know, Carlo's backed him to do that. But yeah, so when you see Seamus sort of getting on the end of a a, a chance like that, you know, it, it is current encouraging that he, he is stable able to still have that sort of contribution in the final third. I mean, his goal output has reduced in recent years, so you know, the way he, he was in his pomp almost, but yeah, it's it's it, it just show you that you know, with Seamus still capable of that, and also from Calvert Lewin's point of view, like you say, you're bringing others in, into play, making chances as well as taking them. Mm. Yeah, after the game, Gav Carlo Ancelotti said he was given Seamus Coleman man of the match. And I don't think many people would have argued with that. I think Coleman's, Coleman's play kind of typified the the increased yeah. attitude and desire that the whole team was was showing. Didn't yeah, I, I suppose it's a verbal abusive, is it? That was glorious. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I've not got a problem with that, you know. Um, yeah, I think there was there's another card member was at the end of the chasing chasing Lingard up and down the touchline. Yeah, well, it is 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 commitment. That's the type of game it is. Age, which is which is quite comfortable with, isn't it? Where we got to defend and he can just show his experience. It's interesting uh, thing Bees was saying there about his career. I, I always get slightly uncomfortable when there's people who are. The best part of a quarter of a century younger than me. We, we talk about their autumn years. Um, yeah, but you've got to remember with Seamus and you know when comparing him to other footballers and about how long he can play. Is he was a late starter, wasn't he? I mean, he didn't mm. he didn't become an Everton. He didn't really play till he was what 22, 23? So he probably started well, his, level, his, yeah. His, yeah his football and career is probably about four years behind everybody else. And what you find with players like that, 
is particularly defenders is is they don't get an extra four years at the other end. Yeah. Um, and it could be that actually he might have a longer career than what you think because he's not got a thirty-two you'd expect from somebody to have thirty-three, fourteen, fifteen years experience. He's only got what eleven. So he could have he could have three or four years longer Coleman than what you think. Um, and uh, that would be interesting to see. I know there's been talk of contracts and stuff. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, it was excellent. Thought it was a disciplined performance yesterday, wasn't it? Um, Carlos set us up by perfect, and we got the break we deserved. Thought he was great. Shout out for a couple of other players, Alan. Thought had one of his best games of the season. Superb. Yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, sadly, you know. Uh, repetitive debate about Tom Davis, why he's not been playing. Um, I think we all, Alan looks better, doesn't he, with Davis on the pitch? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I've just been talking to somebody and we've saying about when he's fully fit and focused, Jerry Mean is probably our best central defender, isn't he? Yeah. And and he showed that yesterday, I think, even though he went off. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was a good performance yesterday. I know we, uh, it was different, you know. Arsenal was just a poor game, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, and we got lucky in the end, but we deserved that yesterday. It was a good discipline performance, and we. But where does Arsenal be lucky to win one nil? We actually deserved to win one nil yesterday, I'd say. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think I've right there, Bees. I think you know it was a it was a disciplined display, and that did start from midfield, didn't it? And we saw Tom Davis coming back into the side after a couple of games out, and you know he he did prove what we've been talking about on the podcast the last couple of weeks that it was it was very strange that he was dropped out of the side when he's been in you know arguably the best the best form of his Everton career so far, and he, he just he just got right back to it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, like I said, it was a sort of game where you thought they'd bring the best out of um, Tom. And I mean, you know, I've been personally been quite critical of Andre Gomez saying, you know, as much as he was, you know, a popular figure from the moment he came into the club. Um, just what does he tangibly do? Because I'm not too sure about what what is, uh, we all know he, he can certainly pick a, pick a pass out, but you know, in in, in a defensive situation, he, he's been. Um, Quite dangerous there, and he's not offering much in, in in the final third. Whereas sort of Tom Davis um, knits it all together when it was it was busy in there in that engine room at, at West Ham, and you know bodies on the line. I thought it was quite unfortunate on a couple of occasions there, but he got penalised by the referee Tom. That, um, that yeah. one in the first half was absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I can't believe that 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 got given as a free kick. Yeah, so I think he was a bit a bit frustrated then, but he you know kept kept his head and yeah yeah he was it's just a sort of um, game that um, Davis can prove a useful squad player. Yeah, we know you know that you know, ability wise he's he's not he's not stellar, but you know he, he's improving and you know what you get you're going to get a committed display from 
Tommy, you know, the, the club means a, a lot to him. And I certainly think that there's a, there's a role for him within that um, squad. It's obviously interesting, again, Fabian Delph came came on at the end. I've seen um, show things up um, there. But it's just be interesting where, where Carlo sees things going with the, the midfield again uh, next season because I've seen there was big recruitment in that area this um Summer, the core just coming back to fitness as well now. The, the question marks over Jean-Philippe Gabamin, huge, you know, outlier from the club to, to bring him in. And he's just, you know, he's, he's, he's come back over and born rest before it started again. So, yeah, I think, you know, there, there are certainly question marks of the summer. But, um, you know, Tom, Tom has certainly shown that he can be part of that next season going forward. Mm. What do you think about that then, Gav? I mean, I think Davis's inclusion, as we've as we've said, it allowed Alan to have a little bit more of a different yeah. role. You know, he was sort of you know carrying the ball off the pitch a lot further. You know, he was making those like over the top passes to Richarlison as well. And I thought I thought that was probably one of his best displays that he's had in an Everton shirt. So is it is it now is it now the case that Everton's yeah, let's say we are going to be playing in a four three three? Ideally, in the future, is is it now the case that Everton's best midfield three at the minute is Davis sitting with Decore and Allen just in front of him? Well, I think we said uh, on Saturday that that would be the ideal three on um, you know, for last night. Uh, but obviously, there was Decore's maybe his fitness is not as great as perhaps was, was thought. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Tom Tom's done this. You know, he's good job. It brings better balance. Uh, I think. Alan is Alan, although he has the attributes of a, a a midfield sitter, for want of a better phrase, he isn't as he's a he's a he's a ball carrier and a ball winner, isn't he? Uh, um, and I think you know you, you'll get the best out of him if he, somebody sits in behind him. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's why we say isn't it? we've got we haven't got a natural defensive midfielder, mm. have we? You know, with Kabamon being injured, uh, so we're asking. Will there ever be that? I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Oh, it's a, it's an interesting one. Uh, I, I I always like to think if you're a defensive midfield, I think Tom needs to be better with the ball. Mm-hmm. To use the ball better because you're receiving the ball, and you've got to. I think he'd have to use the ball better. Um, I think you've got to be disciplined. I think. Um, I think he's good to have around the squad, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Whatever you think, he's good to have around the squad. Whether he's the long term solution, I'm not so sure. Um, but Alan certainly benefits from him, and I thought he was excellent yesterday. Alan, um, he could be a bit, a uh, bit more flexible in his play, and he, he is underrated with the ball, isn't he? Yeah, you know, and the, you know, that was, it, was it the chip pass to Richarlison in the first half, was it? Nice little, mm. little dink. Yeah. Um, and he played like at Leicester. He was, he was, he was, he was superb at Leicester before he got injured. Uh, similar, similar performance, but yeah. Yeah, that's where you're going to get the best out of Alan, I think. Um, and I thought he was splendid yesterday. But this was one of several good performances. No, that, no, I'm, I'm rabbiting on here now. Like, tell me one, one haven't you? Just rabbiting on. Uh, <laughs> Pickford again, excellent. Didn't have to do much. It just looked solid, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah so uh, plenty of positives from yesterday. Yeah. And I think probably one of the positives as well, bees that you know I, I pointed out, but I think it's maybe flown under the radar was uh, Michael Key. Because I think, yes. you know, just before he'd he dropped out of the side, he was in a bit of a bad run of form. Dropped out of the side from injury, and then 
you know, he found his way back for this West Ham game, and it just seemed like he was back to his best. You know, whenever West Ham were putting crosses into the box, they were like magnetized to his head or something yeah. like that. He was, he was just everywhere, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Michael Keane. I think you know, it's, you know what you're going to get with, with with Michael Keane. Don't ask him to you know to, to do um, something out of the ordinary. But you know, when it comes to those core attributes. Of the centre back, um, yeah, he was he was dominant, and obviously it was interesting that you know the England assistant manager was in attendance uh, yesterday as well. Those possibility of the extended squads for the Euros, you know, if between now and the end of the season he can have a sequence of, of games and continue that type of form, maybe he will be back in contention for Gareth Southgate's um, plans this summer because you know he's a, he's a real solid citizen. Like I said, uh, dominant in the air, you know, all those crosses that were, that were coming in. The reason Pickford didn't have much to do was because, it, you know, the defence was so um, dominant in that respect. In Antonio, they didn't really give him a sniff between them. Um, yeah, it is, it, 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 you know, it, it, form-wise, he's perhaps not been where he was earlier in the season and in, in recent weeks and, 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 and had lost his place there. But... Uh, yeah, which is back to what we, we like best about Michael Keane at the weekend. And hopefully, like a lot of players, we just need a sequence now, don't they? They need to put two or three of these results together because it has been patchy, you know, since the win at West Brom. There's only been um, Arsenal and then and this one now. But, you know, if, if they are to achieve anything as a collective or as, as, as individuals, they need to have a few, you know, just... But, you know, it's midweek now, isn't it, between the rest of the season now, twice a week playing, the, you know, a, a string of good sequence, good games together as individuals and as a unit. Mm. And Gav, if we're talking about potential for the England squad, it'd be remiss of us to not mention Ben Godfrey, wouldn't it? I mean, that was another fantastic display from him, you know, showing off yeah. uh, a quality that we've maybe not seen so far from him this season, you know, that kind of that kind of passing ability. We, we know he's probably got in his locker, but he hasn't. He hasn't strictly shown it uh, all that much in an Everton shape, but it was just another another class performance from him, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. After, encouragingly as well, um, after a poor performance against Villa. Yeah. Um, it was noticeable. What, I mean, it, you, you get an idea now with the pecking order, perhaps, don't you, that, you know, that after the poor performance against Villa and the poor, you know, poor defensive performance against Spurs at home, that, like, Holgate's the one to... To drop out, um, I thought, yeah, Godfrey was excellent yesterday, but um, and it was good to see him come back after a, after a disappointing performance. But I think what I'd say it was that was a bit of a one-off yesterday because he was set up in such a manner that it was actually quite quite an easy game defensively for us because we had so many men round the ball mm-hmm. and we sat deep. So you would expect players to have a good game. Um, the fact that West Ham, I was baffling the way West Ham just focused on certainly the first half, just attacked down the left hand side all the time. Didn't he never use the right? Uh, they never got Sutek forward. Uh, you know, yeah. Sutek's got what ten Premier, was it nine or ten Premier League goals this season? I think something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Never they got him sat as a defensive midfielder, didn't he? Yeah, never got into our box at all during the game. Which I was baffled, yeah. and maybe until later on. Um, so in some respects, it was quite an easy game. Um, because we're sent in numbers and the way we set up, um, but at the same time, quite quite willing to give out um, plaudits for, for you know you still you still got to carry out you know Carlo's instructions, haven't you? And that was uh, yeah, and he, and he did that. And Godfrey was excellent. He's you can see you, you can hopefully see his career path 
going forward, can't he, Godfrey? Um, yeah. And I think he's a he's a tremendous asset for the club. And uh, if he kicks on, he could be you know a tremendous asset for England as well. Mm. Gav's talking about how uh, how well Everton's system worked there, Bees. Can you see mm-hmm. much changing when we go to uh, Aston Villa on Thursday? <sighs> well, Carlo can always spring a surprise, can't he? I mean, it is, I think that's one of the things that sort of sets him apart um, to his predecessors. Um, David Moyes just been talking about his <clears throat> tactics or perhaps almost uh, limitations with tactics and what we saw um, um, yesterday. Um, got great play out of, you know, he, he almost stumbled upon the 4-4-1-1, which he had uh, um, great um, success with. And he brought in Tim Cale. And then I suppose the latter part of Moyes' reign, he sort of brought Fellaini in that role. It was always... I mean, he could mix it up sometimes, but yeah, that was that that was the, the the blueprint for the way Everton would set out most of the time for Moyes' time with the club. Martinez, he wanted to play a certain way, wouldn't deviate from that. Sam Allardyce totally different, but again, wouldn't deviate from his particular way of playing. Whereas Carlo, you know, it's almost horses for courses. You'll pick a formation in the team for any given um, situation. It's certainly going to have to be a lot different than Aston Villa at home. I mean, I know that was only week and a half earlier though that's going to have to be totally different but he could spring a surprise and go different again yeah what worked well at West Ham might not work well against um, Villa and it's also almost two different formations within the same game and that there's one way he plays when they've got the ball another way when they're defending and I suppose that's what sort of makes him stand out and you think well why has he got so much success in so many different situations over a long career in in, in different countries, that, that you know he is a, he's got that tactical now so he's he's able to do that. I've heard him compared to people have called him the chameleon coach, and that he can adapt to whatever situation he's put in. And of course, you know Everton right now is a different situation than it was to Milan and his pomp or what he inherited at, at Chelsea. And you know there are different scenarios with different expectations, but yeah, I think that's what what makes Carlo such a a successful coach um, is is that no we, we don't know we may, maybe it'll be same again maybe it'd be something totally different and then um, keep, keeps Evertonians guessing it also keeps the opposition guessing. Mm. What do you reckon, Gav? I mean, the only example that I can think of maybe is if Abdullah Decore is fully fit for this game, does he come straight into the uh, starting lineup or are you tempted to keep the keep the same personnel? Um... Yeti Mina presumably is going to have to drop out if if uh, if his injuries we don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I was just about to say. Um, yeah. I'm not sure you could then trust a back three of Colgate, Godfrey, and Keane, could you really? What I, what um, I, I think when when that when that change happened though was Holgate moved to the right and Godfrey went central. When I presumed, I just presumed that Michael Keane would be the central one there, but it was Godfrey. Yeah, I, I yeah. Some sometimes if um sometimes if in you play back three, you want the best the best play best defensive with the ball. Mm. Plays in the middle three, middle of the three, you know. Um yeah, um yeah, it was interesting. I think one of the things about the big difference on Thursday compared to the game of Goodison is gonna be no Ollie Watkins is there for Villa. Yeah. Which was you know, I don't feel uncomfortable saying that. I don't like to see players sent off and stuff, but that's that was another bonus from yesterday, wasn't it? 
he gave us all sorts of problems uh, at Goodison. Um, I, 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 okay, I mean, okay, so if, if you bring the core in, if you, who would you drop? You need Sigurdsson? Yeah, Sigurdsson um, seems to be the, the easiest one to lift out, doesn't he? But yeah, it, yeah. It's it strange that, like, yesterday's game, I don't think he necessarily played badly. Yeah, I think he, I think he was actually quite good. I think it just that everybody else around him seemed to have a fantastic game, whereas he was just, as I say, just... Yeah, yeah. But Sigurdsson, he's not going to have a, fan, a continually high level of performance during a game. Is he's just going to flit in and out, as we all know. Uh, I thought he worked hard. Um, mm. I don't know, Ad, and, and I know I'm on the podcast to give views, but I don't know. Um, I, I would suspect... <laughs> I, 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 I think you may go... I was just wondering about... We were talking about unleashing the Josh King beast on, on yeah. Saturday. Um, and I thought that as soon as he came on, you know. Course, I wonder if he'll score there. I'm just... just it, he, he was OK when he came on, yeah. Uh, maybe four three three again. Yeah. I think if they bring the core in, they'll go four three three. I can't. I can't really see the way Villa play. I, I, I can't really see three at the back. Though, who am I to say what goes through Carlo's uh, <laughs> mind? And that, and that could be because me and his, uh, me and it could be unfit. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think it's intriguing, isn't it? Because, like, as you've said, like, it's always changing formations. <laughs> it's it seems with Everton, but you know, after I think I think what's most intriguing about this Aston Villa game is that it's in such a in such a weird sort of scenario where we've only just played them in the reverse fixture, yeah. haven't we? we? We've got such a quick turnaround. You know, do you think that's going to be a benefit to the players? You know, they, they kind of they know what they're up against almost, don't they? they they've not really had time to. Forget, you know, how yeah. each of their, you know, individual battles have gone and where to yeah. where to make their gains and losses, etc. Yeah, in many ways, it, it's 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 almost like a cup game, isn't it? Home and away, you know, the fact that they're playing each other, you know, ten days apart or whatever, whatever it is. I mean, it can work two days, two ways. If if teams tend to see sort of play each other a, a lot over a, a short space of time, um, sometimes you know it can be a bit. Of, Attritional, but it's only the two meetings between. I think what it should hopefully mean from Everton's point of view is, given how poorly they played at Goodison, and given how frustrated and angry we believe Carlo Ancelotti was, that again there can be a response from that, and that Everton can continue that hugely impressive away form, which is see uh, totally mirrors their wretched home form, and just like I said before, put two consecutive. Victories together. I mean, it's, it's been a while since since they've done that. Um, since you, know, you can see, you know, all of a sudden, you know, that gives you the momentum going into the game on on, on um, Sunday, is it? And um, there's there's an opportunity there to really build that momentum and put some pressure on those teams above them because whatever's been happening with Everton, it just seems to have been in eighth for so long now in, in eighth position. I mean, obviously they started their season really well. 
quickly tailed off. But then they've, it's almost been a very little movement whatsoever. I mean, one thing that um, sort of irks me with the, the commentators that have been saying on the, the television coverage this season, they keep telling us how um, Everton have already improved on last season's points total. Like that's some great achievement. That was that was, that was Everton's um, lowest league finish since um, 2004, wasn't it? As Everton's yeah. lowest finish for 16 years, and they keep telling us this year, oh well, Everton have already uh, eclipsed last season's points total. That was because it was an awful season. The manager yeah. got sacked yeah. in December. Say, the relegation. The manager got sacked mid-season. Yeah, yeah. So. It, it, it's some Carlo said all along, hasn't he? That success this season would be a place in Europe. He really, you know, he understood, you know, when things were going better, that perhaps Champions League was a bit too much to ask. Although there has been, a, you know, it's been one of those seasons where there has been opportunities. But I think for Everton's season to be considered a success, it would have to be European qualification. And to do that, they need to put a sequence together. Now we have, you know, they finished the season at Manchester City. You can't be expecting anything from that. So get those points on board beforehand. Now, there's, you know, they are three winnable games before then, but they need to be won. Yeah. I mean, Gavin, it, it's just getting a little bit tiresome for me at this point, to be honest, you know, to have your hopes raised one week and then dash the next week. I mean, as, as B said, it would be nice to just have a, you know, a, 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 an at least a semi-consistent run of results <laughs> where you can just keep your hope yeah. at a nice consistent level for a little bit because, Oh, it's a, I don't think the art can take it for the for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna I was gonna say I think it's 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 a proper squeaky bum time, isn't it? But considering the conversation <laughs> we had before before we came on here, it's probably not really yeah, <laughs> to say much more. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, yes, um, I think you know we. I think we're in a little. With a, I, I I thought West Ham were nervous yesterday. I thought mm. the pressure got to, to them a little bit. I think quite early on, a couple of players took, you no, know, but they take a touch in front too far and, you know, a bit hesitant. And how many times have we been here this season? I'm talking about Thursday's game now. Have we been here this season where we need a win to make a statement or get in the mix, you know? And by and large, I think there's probably been five or six games this season where that's been the case going back to the, was the Southampton Newcastle game? Maybe yeah. was Southampton maybe could have gone top, was it? I can't remember. Uh, so we've yeah, had, so. Oh, oh, yeah, mm. and and then we've sort of like then needed to win to get in the top four and haven't, and then needed to win to get back in the Europa League place and haven't. So I think based on our history this season, you would you wouldn't you know you wouldn't bet, bet for us, would you, on Thursday? But you just get the feeling that that might... I might said this after Arsenal. So <laughs> you all know what I'm I, mean, I, I think it's beneficial that we're playing away. I was going to say... Play away from home, thing, isn't it? Like, that, that's... That, it, it's really weird to say that, but, like, thank goodness we're, we're not playing at Goodison because at the yeah. minute they just can't seem to... You just can't seem to pull it together there for some reason. I, I, absolutely. I, I don't know what the... Every time when we've looked at needing a must-win game, of all the games being at Goodison, or like, yeah, yeah, probably quite a few of them have been at Goodison, yeah, yeah, because we've won 11 from 17, which is ridiculous, isn't it? Away from home, um, mm. you know, I know there's reasons for that, so yeah, it's helpful that this game is away on Thursday. And I, I how can we have this thing about not liking 
back to back home games, you know, like in the same week. Mm. And I think Villa haven't lost on Saturday and sorry yesterday. Another home game four days later, sometimes never never ideal, you know. Um and and um, so it'd be interesting to see the line up and I'd be looking for a better attitude on Thursday to carry on as much as anything, carry on our good work from yesterday. Well, I think that's the interesting thing. Bees that you know, Calvert Lewin said after the game, he was asked about, you know, can this win give you momentum going into the last few games of the season? And I think Calvert Lewin quite rightly said, yeah, but how many times have we said that yeah. this season? We've went into games apparently with momentum and we've not picked up a point. It's all about having the right attitudes and the right desire in these last few games. So he was very much keen to you know move on from this West Ham game and instantly. Yeah get into the next one and you know that's that is the right attitude that we want to see isn't it yeah there's been so much inconsistency hasn't it and not just from Everton because how are Everton still in this situation because all the other teams have been inconsistent uh, as Mm. well you know other than you know Manchester City who were running away with it for a time right at the top um, and even they've still not finished the job Um, yeah there's been that it's strange really for me because I understand both for Everton and the division as football in general, home advantage has totally been eroded. You know that that that's gone because of the absence of fans. Of so of all that will return obviously for the last round of home fixtures. Everyone can get a few fans back for those. Interesting to see what that'll do because we saw both with Everton and Liverpool in December when those very limited numbers of supporters were allowed into Goodison and Anfield. It did make a difference. Everton got over the line. A couple of tough games: Arsenal and Chelsea. Obviously, it didn't work in the, the League Cup game with United, but I, yeah, it was it was a factor, and there'll be more of them this time round. Um, but yeah, so home advantage is gone, but it doesn't. You've not got home disadvantage. I yeah. don't know what that is. I don't know why. Yeah, you've not got you know the, the Gladys Street and the, the the rest of the stadium. You know, it, you know, Ed, cheering you on, getting you over the, the line there. But it's not like you still know the dimensions of the pitch and there should be familiar surroundings. I, I don't know what what that is. But, um, yeah, in terms of um, the last dude, I can't work out. And if somebody like Carlo Ancelotti, um, who's just described, I think I was doing the media roundup today as a as a managerial demigod, if, if he can't, yeah, if he can't put the finger his finger on it, um, well, how can the rest of us try and work out what what's going on in the in the minds of these Everton players? Yeah, they've got some monkeys off the back this season. Obviously, again, it's it's an absence of fans. Perhaps those long-awaited wins at Anfield, first ever one at the Emirates, and then flip that around. Fulham came and won at Goodison, which was always the home banker. But it's not it's not just that. This is some I don't, I don't know something lacking in the mentality. Is they've, they've improved on it since the Marco Silva days, where they infamously. Never came from behind to win to win a Premier League game, but I think there is still some sort of mental resilience needed and some sort of character building. I don't know if it can just be achieved with new personnel over time, but I think there is something that doesn't even um, overcoming in, in that respect. Mm. Well, let's hope the players can have the right attitudes on Thursday when they travel to Aston Villa. So, lads, I think it's time to get some predictions in the bag, Gab. Oh. Let's uh, let's have you first. I think I think I think I'm right. Have I got the last two away games right? Did I say one nil on there uh, on Saturday? Did, to be honest, yeah. And I said one nil at Arsenal, didn't I? Right. Um, so one nil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think I think I've got more like four predictions right in the last fortnight than what I've got in the preceding five years. To be honest with you, yeah. um, abject is normally the best description of my my um, abilities. But, I'm, but what, things happen in threes, don't they? Don't, yeah. So I'm going to go with a one nil Everton win. Uh, and uh, yeah, because I, I can't think of, that's obviously the result to have, isn't it? These days, one nil Everton. Which we've had quite a few, haven't we? We've had a few, haven't we? West Brom. Mm-hmm. Sheffield United, uh, last two, so um, not unusual. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go 1 0 to the Mighty Blues. Love it. Bees, do you share Gav's confidence? Yeah, well, I, I certainly I shared his, his scoreline because, I, 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 you know, I, that's what I was think, thinking too. Perhaps we're being, perhaps we are getting carried away by this this win at West Ham, thinking that Evan put two consecutive victories. Together, but you can you can almost see it, and, and it, it won't it won't be comfortable. You, you can see them hanging on and hanging on like they've done in so many games that they have won by narrow margins this season. Everton sort of getting the noses in front and then just sitting on it with a typically you know Carlo Catanaccio, um will have what we hold sort of display. So if they they, they can get themselves in front, and like you say, hopefully there's no. Ollie Watkins there um, to to bully them at the the other end. Yeah, and a, another one nil for for Everton, and that would uh, set them up nicely for those uh, remaining fixtures. It'd be nice that. I think I'm going to go for a two one, just because Aston Villa, <laughs> even 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 without Watkins, Aston Villa did cause us a lot of problems uh, the other week, didn't they? So I, I still yeah. think, uh, especially you know it. it I suppose it does depend on the fitness of Yeri Mina. If Yeri Mina's fit, I'd have a little bit more confidence of us keeping a clean sheet because I do think he is uh, our best performance centre back at the minute in terms, of, like defensively. But yeah, if he's not if he's not fit, I'd be I'd be a little more I'd be a little more concerned. I'm also concerned about Jack Grealish's fitness. Is he gonna be Is he gonna be fit? I'm 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 not quite I'm not quite sure where he is on his on his recovery. So he wasn't on the bench yesterday, was he Grealish? You think? You know. Well, that, um, that gives me a little that that gives me a little bit more yeah. hope at least. But saving him for first, I, I might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. But uh, yeah, two one, two one. I think for me, still a still a win. That's a, and uh, I suppose that's all that matters really. Isn't can, can, can I ju- just say about our kit? By the way, you always look great in your blue or the kit, and that's what we've after yeah. we've tended to win. Wear all blue in the white socks. I just think like yesterday, you always look great in it, but. So I just hope we're wearing, you know, the 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 blue shirts, blue shorts, white socks on a uh, on Thursday because we've we've tended to wear yellow and whatever last few years of Villa. And I always think you just look better in all blue. <laughs> I wonder if there's any stats behind that. Oh. Can you can you get uh, can you get onto that, Gav? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm your man, obviously on this, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll probably it'll probably be complete. We just we just look better than it has. You just look yeah. better than it, you know. So I just hope we uh, we hope we, uh, we 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 do do the right thing and play in all blue again on there. <laughs> Don't be well, starting these debates so late in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah who needs like, like unnecessary away kits and pods and stuff? Yeah, yeah, get that. save that well, for the just, summer. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed, they do the right thing anyway, and they they they're all blue. And Gav Gav uh, watches the game, a happy man. We'll be back later in the week to discuss what will hopefully be another away win for Everton. But uh, yeah, we've been 
We've been the Royal Blue Podcast. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.